0: Start a chat, tell them that Casey sent you. If you have Salesforce Pardot, when you schedule and then do a demo, they will send you a free copy of my book, Marketing Automation Unleashed. Not bad, right? Well, it's only while supplies last, so hop on this thing today. And that's it for sponsors. Let's get to the show. There it is. All right, we're recording. We're live. We're coming at you from Studio B in my coronavirus bunker here in my home office in the basement. And um, no windows, people, so if I go a little crazy on this podcast, you know why. No windows. Turn it into a vampire. But I'm excited to introduce our guest today. Um, he is an experienced digital marketer that is actually doing something fun, wild, scary for some people. He's in a sales role. He's a sales leader now. And the crossover wisdom, we're going to learn all about, we're going to talk all about what he's seeing. Have now he's looking back and looking at marketing and he's working with uh, with marketers and he can see what we're doing right and wrong and can kind of share insights from the dark side, from the sales side. So um, happy to introduce Vice President of Sales at Vehicle Media, Daniel Weiner. Welcome to the show, sir.
1: Thanks for having me, that was quite the intro.
0: Yeah, yeah, well you're in a badass role right now. I mean, VP I of Sales, you. holy shit, a marketer that's now in sales? What is going on? Like. This is crazy, man. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So the theme is really around this, like this intersection. You you are seeing things from both dimensions. You're like, you're seeing in 3D. Sometimes in marketing, we're like stuck in 2D. We don't see what's going on around us. We don't see what's happening in sales. So you're going to kind of clear the way, the cobwebs sure. for us. Um, Looking here, forward let, to it. Let me pass you this. This is um, imaginary because the real one, this is Thor's hammer. Can I put my hands up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you go. Okay. Boom. Okay. That's Thor's hammer imaginary can't get coronavirus from it um (laughs) take that and smash for me some kind of myth bogus strategy misconception that just drives you crazy
1: do i need to hold my hands up while i do this the whole time yeah you should do that kind of i'm talking my hands anyways
0: smash Um, you know like like hulk
1: yeah absolutely one of the biggest myths i see you know that kind of skates the line of both sales and marketing would be the fact that you know a lot of people think just because you start doing marketing that it's going to be successful. Um it's just not the case, you know. No one really gives a shit about the campaigns you're running, what your team's doing, all that sort of stuff, and the market's going to dictate your success. Uh the market being, you know, your customers, your clients, your partners, all sort of stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, part of the you know, the expectation management on my end, you know, where I skate sales and marketing would be you know, letting clients know day one you might not see anything happen. You might not see, um, you know, tangible wins for a couple months. You know, and the thing that we're kind of trying to prove along the way is that things are moving in the right direction and, you know, tangible micro wins as we like to call them. Okay. Let's talk about that. But the, you're, you're kind of bursting into people's bubbles, right? I think
0: sometimes we forget we get sort of holistic or we get, you know, touchy feely and happy in marketing thinking, you know, just because I exist, the universe is fair if I launch this email, even if it's terrible, but I think it's my baby. Like yeah. it might be an ugly baby. It might not work. It might just crash and burn.
1: Sure. Yeah. No, yeah, it's a hundred percent. true. Then I don't think it's bad to fail too. That's kind of like a, a misconception a, as well. You know, a lot of people think if you, you know, to use your email example, if you send an email and it's got like a horrific open rate or something like that, that, you know, the world is over, but from my side, you know, you just learned, what not to do on the next email, you know, and kind of iterate, not that you don't always want to win. But if, if you know, a lot of times when you win, you don't necessarily learn as much than you would from a failure. You know, how true is that,
0: right? You're winning, you're like, um, there's magic coming from my fingertips. But you're when complacent. you lose, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when you lose, it's just like, ugh, oh, painful, right? Like a painful lesson. Hopefully, you take that lesson with you. So you don't repeat it.
1: Yeah, and it kind of puts things into perspective too, because oftentimes, you know, if you do something good, you think you're uh, you're hot shit, so to speak, or that yeah. you know you you found the, uh, you know, the secret sauce. And the biggest thing in marketing is this stuff changes, you know, daily, especially now, now more than ever. It's so uh, it's so
0: true. So it might take months. You might fail. It's okay to fail, and and just keep trying, right? Like when you do fail, when you do skin your knee or. Your, your email takes a, a header, right? It just dies on arrival. It's okay. Keep going, learn from it, do it again.
1: Yeah. And to, to that point, you know, you know, I'll, uh, to play devil's advocate and sell against myself here is you don't need to necessarily immediately start paying somebody to do the marketing. You should, you know, try it yourself because oftentimes, you know, people come to an agency or, you know, just outsource help too early, I think where they don't have really like a good feel and not necessarily the money's wasted, but it's not spent as efficiently or well as it could be. If you knew more about your own business and your own marketing process and funnel and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, agency relationships and stuff of that nature. Oftentimes, agencies are only as good as the information they're receiving from the client and the feedback and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I right. think sometimes you know the best thing you can do before you start spending is just trying to do stuff yourself and see what works and doesn't work.
0: Yeah, not immediately outsourcing. That's that's interesting. That's a good point. And I think we'll talk about this because I, sort of the context around this is your VP of sales at a marketing agency. Is that- yeah that accurate okay so yeah so so you it's kind of cool you're like done marketing now you're in sales but you're still helping you're still working with marketers to try to help them accomplish goals cool stuff it's cool multi back and forth crossover um and before we get into like the some of the wisdom around agencies and keeping it real understanding like how do you pick one and select one i think this we can kind of get the inside scoop from you on that you know going back to your myth um could take months might fail okay to fail you know, try some things yourself before you get started and keep going. This is sort of, the, is there anything else? This is sort of, this sounds like this is the expectations you're setting with people, whether they're working with your company or they're just doing their own marketing. It's like they need to have some ground rules set they un, or understandings where this is like, this is how to operate.
1: You do. Um, I think the biggest thing is... <laughs> you know, once people have made the decision that, yeah, like we're going to outsource or we're going to work with somebody and start, you know, putting money towards marketing, that they don't need to be an active participant in the process. Mm. Um, I think that's probably the biggest, you know, sub misconception under that, that once you start doing marketing, you know, you're, you're just going to be automatically successful. Um, You know, I bring, you know, roughly 10 years of experience. We have clients of all shapes and sizes and that you know, those experiences translate to whoever I'm talking to as a prospect. And they, they gain that insight that we've gained of failures, successes, all sort of stuff. However, if somebody started their business or is in their business, they're always coming to the table at first with, you know, substantially more information and just um, instinct around their business. So, sure. you know, the more successful clients that we've ever had, or that I've ever worked with, you know, for my entire life are the ones who are super engaged, um, yeah, that are constantly providing feedback. Um, they're giving us what we need in a timely manner. You know, if we say we need something by Wednesday, they're getting us, getting it to us by Wednesday. They're not faltering. They're picking up the phone when we call all sort of stuff like that and and taking it seriously.
0: Yeah. It's so true. Like I've fallen in that trap. I think a lot of people do whether you're managing something or you're just working with an outside vendor sometimes you're like you're busy and you just want to outsource something or just, you know, delegate something to someone on the team and you maybe pass it off too quickly. You know, if, especially if it's really important, like, Hey, you know, this is our billing process, or this is how we, we stay in business. You probably want to keep more of an eye on it. But into your case, like if it's your marketing, you've got so much experience. If you're the business owner or you're the, you're the marketing manager there, don't just necessarily just try to like offload all the responsibility on to the vendor right because they they know some really good stuff around that tech but you're the expert around the business hopefully unless you just got there but you're yeah. you're the one that has that context around everything else
1: yeah big, absolutely yeah now, people uh you know don't get me wrong there are definitely some things i agree with outsourcing you know if um like what? you know you're, if your invoicing is fairly straightforward and stuff like that like sure you know if you're on a recurring model and everybody's getting billed 50 bucks a month you know sure go ahead and outsource that or or something of that nature with something like marketing though. It's a moving target, you know, oftentimes like the scope and and goals and all sort of stuff that we're, you know, putting on paper on day one is rarely, you know, the exact same goals and and scope on, you know, day 60 or day 90, you know, there's, there's variation, there's an overall scope, but you know, you learn stuff along the way and you need to change and, you know, in order to be successful as, you know, a vendor, the client has to be super engaged as well. And it really doesn't work. um, You know, unless it's like straight production, if you're saying, Hey, like, create me, you know, like a white paper, there are any sort of performance metrics, revenue, traffic, um, you know, clicks, calls, leads, anything of that nature, you really need an engaged person on the other end of the line to work with you and your team. Yeah. You know, I
0: guess that kind of ties into a thought I was having, as you were saying that, which is like, There's some things you can outsource. There's some things you probably shouldn't. And um, in marketing, it's kind of funny. My team does, you know, marketing automation tech. Your team does the marketing and the strategy and the content around that. And yet I'm thinking, I I really don't want people to just wholly outsource it. I want them to be involved, you know. I want them to, like, collaborate with the person they're working with. And I think it helps just to, to still own the results and the responsibility if you're working there, like if you don't hit the lead number, throwing your vendor under the bus is not going to help you as a marketer. It's not going to help yeah. your career. Like you need to be involved. And if they're not doing their job, got to cut them low sooner than later. Cause it's still you in the line. It's still, it's your actual job. They're just, you know, coming in to help out. So you're right. It's like, you know, teamwork makes the dream work here. You need to be involved, still own the thing. Don't delegate the responsibility. Just get the assistance and the knowledge from that.
1: Yeah. And our, our entire business model, which people forget, you know, is we, we, our success is tied to their success. You know, if the, you know, our client, you know, if they're a VP of marketing or whoever that may be, you know, if our target is, I don't know, call it, you know, 50 leads a month or something like that. And we hit that or exceed that, you know, they look like a champion Yes, um, and they're going to, you know, theoretically want to grow with us at that current client. And also, you know, if they move jobs and whatnot, I'd like to think that they would take us with them, you know, and then give us a shot at that next career. But, you know, if, if if you only get 30 leads that month, yeah, like to me it's not um, – you've got to understand what's going on. There's so many different factors that go into marketing and oftentimes we don't have control over some of them. So yeah, figuring out like the best way to proceed and making sure expectations are realistic as well. You know, that's a big piece of, um, the sales process from my end of kind of, you know, a client comes to the table with these are my goals. And, you know, oftentimes inside, you know, I'm thinking those are some really lofty goals, you know, we try to break it down for them in terms of like metrics, like, oh, in order to, you know, hit these revenue goals you have, like from our side, like, here's what we would have to provide you in terms of leads and what your team would have to close, you know, and if they're still like, yeah, that seems completely realistic, you know, my job is to kind of bring them to, to the middle and meet somewhere in between of like, well, you know, based on what we've seen. I don't think we can realistically do that for you. You know, here's something at least out of the gate, you know, month one, here's something a little more tangible that I think we can achieve, you know, call it day zero to 90, the first three months of an engagement, which I think is like a really important part of, you know, the original, you know, line I gave you of that, you know, you don't just come out of the gates and immediately crush it. Sometimes you do. It's not impossible, but like that first three months of an engagement to me is such a, crucial part of learning and understanding and learning and understanding each other as well not just you know what's going on with your marketing right how right. Pe- how people work how they you know what type of things they respond to reporting all that sort of stuff right
0: you know you brought up this word expectations and
1: it's, my favorite word
0: it's so powerful and i think um, the majority of the time when good companies have an unhappy customer and like even Treasure impact like CSAT is like 9.7, 98 percent type thing, really high. But if there's ever someone who's like not happy, it's not because our team, because they just they're amazing warriors, right? Our sales teams are fantastic, but it's expectations. What were you expecting? And did and it's usually did we clarify for you at the very beginning? Yeah. You know, do we do we make sure we understand your expectations? And did we write them all down? And then we make sure we pass that on to the rest of the team. Are you getting what you expected? And ideally, and normally what happens with us, it's like, I'm sure with your team too, it's like expectations are exceeded every time. People are tickled pink. They're excited. But it's any time you didn't clarify those expectations. To your point, hey, you're asking for crazy pink bananas. Like, that doesn't exist. Yeah. We probably shouldn't work together. Doing that early – helps you avoid all the crazy expectation problems later on.
1: No, I definitely agree. I think it's too what I've realized, you know, over the years is every VP of marketing is different. Every director of marketing is different. They have wildly different experience, different knowledge bases. And I think earlier in my career, I used to think, you know, Oh, this person knows this, um, or that, you know, without asking or talking about like, yeah, of course they know that or, or, or assume that or know the process that we're going through for this thing. Because the last five people I dealt with did, um, yeah, like our, our process definitely has evolved over the years to account for that of, you know, how do we make sure that, yeah, like (laughs) virtually as close to 24, seven as possible, they know exactly what we're doing. the, the reason we're doing it and what the, you know, expected or hoped for outcome is based on what we're doing.
0: Right. Right. And you know, it's cool. These, this is like an insight into sales work that I think marketers need to be aware of the idea of expectations, the idea, and you brought up just now assumptions. And I think we should just, we should beat up expectations, beat up assumptions. You know, that whole phrase, like when you assume it makes an ass out of you and me, if you haven't heard that now you have, but if you haven't heard that, rolled your eyes at me it's true though you just,
1: you just invented that that's crazy it's no, um, I, just, it's I just invented you're, that
0: tm yeah. casey cheshire you're, you're brilliant 2020 there you go all proceeds benefit COVID, <laughs> yeah, COVID yeah, yeah. victims um yeah you know um the, the assumptions the um you know, you mentioned like assuming that the person you're talking to knows something and i think you don't truly know that until you ask right like and in, in marketing how many times are we creating webinars assuming people know stuff maybe make advanced ones or make beginner ones or we assume they don't know something and maybe they do and now we look like we're talking to them like toddlers e- either way if you don't know and you're just trying to assume what people know you're going to talk in the wrong voice you're going to give them the wrong content it's crazy
1: people also don't want to admit what they don't know you know oh, as good well point. so oftentimes you know you don't want to I'm guilty of it. I've done it in the past. You know, if you somebody says, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, an anagram or something or a, a three letter abbreviation, you're like, Oh, yeah, I know what that is. Uh, and then you go look it up after. Um, I think part of that's too, you know, we, we, you know, our engagements are called partnerships, which, you know, a lot of people say like, Oh, this is like a feel good word for, you know, contract and client engagement or something, which, you know, Part of it is for sure. Um, <laughs> what's that? Good branding. Yeah, but it, it really is true. You know, like the the clients that I've had for two, three, four years and stuff like that. We are a partnership. Like we speak openly with each other. If I don't understand something that they're asking for, I tell them. It, it doesn't. There, there's really no benefit of not having at least that I can think of uh, as close to a hundred percent, um, you know, transparency as possible. You don't know something or you don't understand why we're doing something. You know, it's, it's not going to last. It's just, it comes down to trust. You know, you need to trust what we're doing. You don't have to know a hundred percent of everything we're doing or why things are done. Um, you know, you're paying us for the expertise, but you know, you need to have, trust that what we're doing is at least the right direction for you know that time period
0: how do you build trust what's your secret recipe for that
1: i'd say not selling honestly like in my sales career you know i can draw like a clear line to a couple years ago like i used to do the stuff that i hate that people do today you know like sending shitty linkedin messages um you know without knowing the person and stuff like that and I, i stopped And really stopped trying to sell and just started doing stuff like this and talking to as many people as possible. I don't know if that's necessarily a secret recipe, but yeah, just being their, their person, you know, helping them out with something when there's not necessarily an expectation of money or an expectation of getting something in return. Um, You gain trust by providing some sort of value as well. I post a lot of content on LinkedIn um, that Mm. kind of creates a, an interaction without an interaction. So they see content or they interact with my contact, my content, you know, when I reach out to them, you know, a week or two later, if I do for something just to say, Hey, whatever it is, you know, they're more receptive generally than who's this random guy on the internet asking me for something.
0: Right. Right. But yeah, you, so, can't,
1: you, can't, you, you can't fake trust, you know, like yeah. my, my, my clients are, you know, some of my clients have taken a year to become a client or yeah. six months to become a client. Um, and yeah, it's worth it at the end. There's also people who have not become a client that I've you know, invested a ton of time. I think that's part of it. You really can't, you really can't fake it. You got to honestly yeah. care somewhat. You got to give a shit about their business. Um, you got to be willing to, you know, times like this, especially, you know, people, yeah. true colors come out in times of um, distress or, oh, that's so true. you know, worried. Our, our clients are as worried as the rest of people and, you know, you got to be willing to, within reason, do uh, do what you can. Did
0: you um, speaking of caring? Did you see uh, True Colors is so right? Did you? See, I don't know if you saw my rant on LinkedIn the other day, like a
1: couple of days ago. I did, not I thought you were gonna go with a Phil Collins reference when you, nah, said, you know, when you said studios. True Colors.
0: <laughs> oh, true Colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, Phil Collins. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm not sure when the right time is to listen to that again, but I I do know at the at the time in the nineties, that, that was a good, it was a good song.
1: Um, oh, no, I didn't see your rant. <laughs> Tell me about it. I love it. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, you know, I, and I don't usually do that. Cause I I, got, I don't got time. I don't got time for that people, but yeah. Um, yeah um, we received an email from a competitor, a competitor Salesforce partner probably cause we're on their list or I don't know, whatever. Sure. Um, and we're
1: we you. You're doing something right.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. So um, see, where is this thing? Uh, and so I, we get this email and the internal conversation between some of our managers was like, do we use this thing? Or like, do we copy this? And I look at the email and I'm trying to pull it up over here. It basically, um, let's see, what did what it, is. it started out with this big banner at the top that says, we care. And I basically posted this on LinkedIn too, um, big banner at the top of the email saying we care or their brand cares. It's like this brand, you know, we care, it cares, something like that. And it, that kind of, I pay attention to that. Cause one of our core values at Chash is we care. We actually do care. And it really, like it matters. And if you don't care, like it's a core value, like be part of the team. You gotta, you gotta care about your clients. And, um, and so it's like, we care. And then in the email, it's like, Hey, are you affected by COVID-19? And they're using the keywords and everything. And they're like, are you affected by this thing? Um, We we care about you. We want to help. And it's like, and so we're offering you our services, and we can't wait to work with you and help you in your time of need. And then there's like a pricing table. And something about having the we care – okay, I found it. The we care thing on there and then a pricing table, I was just like grossed out. And, you know, like i had been seeing probably a lot of these, so this was like the tip of of the match. Where it was just like, uh, oh, it was like in an effort to combat COVID nineteen, and the revenue impacts it had on companies today. Blank has created a special program, and Blank supports customers with internal resources at a fraction of the cost, right? So it's like, oh, I see. You, you're not you're not really helping. And then you go and you look at the prices, and you're like, that looks like your normal prices. So like, yeah. what are you even doing? You're just using that keyword to kind of like get our attention. And it's like, there's a lot of noise out. I know everyone's doing that, but there's a lot of noise out there just to get people's attention. But then to say that you care and yeah. then be like, buy my shit. No, if you care, like, do you have an emergency thing where you're going to help train people on the spot to do Salesforce so they can cover in this time of need? Like, put your friggin' ass out there and like actually help people. So I was yeah. pissed. I ranted. I actually filled up the LinkedIn. I, there's a max apparently. And I filled it up. And um,
1: did you feel better pic- after Did you feel better afterwards?
0: yeah i did <laughs> Good,
1: that's but awesome. you know
0: the dilemma was like do i cover their name or not yeah, and like yeah, yeah. i like
1: you really took the high wish, road
0: I, I wish we should show right like whenever it's like cops or something and they blur someone's face it's like no they're not an alleged person i mean i know they haven't been convicted yet but we all on national television just literally saw them break the law yeah. so
1: what they probably wouldn't, yet, here, but that's you know? the thing. They, they sent that out to the masses, so.
0: Yeah, right. I just want to yeah. throw them under the bus and be like, but anyways, the whole point was not to get them in trouble, but it was more of just, I and people like, why are you so pissed off? And I was like, I just want to warn other marketers, like, don't do this because if you do this now, and you said this at the very beginning, you're like, you know, what you do in those times, right? What you do, your true colors show, show. this company, their true colors have shown. And I will remember that. I will remember them if I ever see them at another Salesforce event. I might even mention it to them every time I see them because we were all down in this shit and, like, they were doing that. And my company could have done the same thing, but we yeah. didn't, you know. So, anyways, I just put it out there. I wanted people to know, like, don't be like these people. And it, I know it's a, it's a valid question because my own team was like, well, you know, should we use it? And what I told people was, like, whatever you do, just – don't use COVID-19 or coronavirus. Like, I think it's okay to mention, Hey, are you locked down? Like I am sucks, right? Let's, that's yeah. let's me. That's let's going to co- like virtual coffee or something. I think that's totally cool. Like you can't ignore the present. Totally get it. But like, to be like, Hey, there's a lot of people trying to get attention for coronavirus. You don't need to be another one of those brands being like, what's up? We're trying to help you. We care. Like, ah, don't fake it. You know, it's so gross.
1: Yeah. I saw, I can't remember who posted it. Um, like one of the, one of the, what I call link, LinkedIn thought leaders. Um, all though? I, I borrowed a piece of it for some of the email, <laughs> but no, I've been, I've been trying to get everybody on the phone basically just to talk, but the ones that I have emailed, um, you know, people that are in the pipeline or whatnot, you know, the note is basically short and sweet. And it's, um, if what we were talking about before this is still of interest to you, let me know, if not, hopefully, when things cool down, we can return and talk, talk some business. and if there's anything, sure That's what I'm saying. The people I genuinely care about, I've already called and my vo- voicemails and stuff like that. I don't think yeah. he's saying it in an email necessarily buys it. Again, like I take the transparent line, but you know, pre-all this with sales, like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a game. It's, you, know, I know I want your money, and I think we provide value. You know, you know that I want your money. You're not sure if I provide value, but you know I want your money. Um, You know, and you go back and forth and and play that dance. Like, that piece hasn't changed because of
0: this. Right. Um, We're still trying to get you to buy stuff, but we want to help you.
1: Right. But I also understand that, like, you know, the rebranding that I was discussing or the website project probably went, like, to the wayside in terms of, like, I don't know, like, making sure employees can feed their families and stuff. Like, I understand that. So I yeah. think it would be – I saw some people saying, like, you shouldn't even be bringing up the situation, which I disagree with. It's the elephant yeah, in the room. If you don't, I think it's weird. I don't think you need to dwell on it. But, yeah, if you, if you don't bring up on the phone or something, like, yeah, this is pretty crazy. What are you doing yeah. to stay sane? You know, stuff like that. Um, I think I would feel weird if somebody didn't bring it up. I'd be like, wait, are they not affected by this? Are they still, like – right? you know going about their day but yeah i mean everybody got those i've seen a lot of memes about like every company you've ever given your email address to like sending you an email about what they're doing was that marketunist
0: podcast. was that the cartoon do you see that
1: i've seen a lot of those yeah okay uh, yeah mark
0: I don't, have you heard of the marketunist uh uh-uh. uh you got to you got to check him out um it's just like marketunist? market market unist so like it's like yeah. marketunist longtime marketer big corporate marketer and he just loves cartooning and he really and he like started doodling about how silly his job was in the big meetings and it took off so now he's got a book and he was on the podcast oh, nice. too and and you're and you're right it, it, one of those things too where it's like hey every brand we ever knew is out emailing us to say how are you doing you know
1: when you when you, when this is all over you should fly all of your podcast participants to like somewhere tropical to Wouldn't have you know a meetup or something oh
0: yeah and, <laughs> and he can draw caricatures of all of us that would be Perfect. awesome
1: absolutely be like no no it's not a vacation
0: for you you gotta work
1: right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely no that's cool
0: yeah right so i'm mean, but your point you know around that was like you know everyone and their, and their mom is trying to reach out i think the reason i was mad about that and i think why we're talking about it is like because i do care you know and like I, I think it's okay to to joke to jest i mean we're all kind of it's a stressful situation but at the same time like people have died and people you know and like it's a it's a it's sensitive just topic. Un- it's
1: just uncertainty i've also realized yeah. too like people i'm i've been you know dealing with as my point of contact for my pipeline like they might not have a job currently i might right. be emailing no one um yeah i mean that kind of goes into like another myth i think we talked about last time of like to me in terms of like what i do and my clients and how i get clients and gain trust and stuff like that i, I think we do you know great work but i also think most agencies do pretty great work like oh, yeah no tell me about
0: that we were chatting we were a little bit about that
1: yeah, I don't. I don't think. I, I think nowadays, like, you know, with the the way the internet progresses, it's everything, and just you know, so many talented, creative people out there, I think it's you know, the the work comes secondary. It's like ninety percent relationship, ten percent work. Only because I don't think anybody's doing terrible work. You know, some people do things better than others, and there's process that's better than others, but. You know if somebody creates something that a client hates, you know i'm of the opinion they probably got some bad uh direction or didn't get yeah. agree or didn't get information because biased much <laughs> truly
0: um You're right like for great i mean i've seen I had some graphic designers in my day that had like drawn logos, shout out to Brianna, and you know all the people on our team too that like have made this wizard type effort where i'm just like oh my gosh like that's a like the logo for the show and the
1: client hates it probably well
0: no thankfully (laughs) i was the client so i was like happy with it but you're right like they can make some amazing things but it's all about what the client actually wants too you're right about the expectations
1: right yeah and it's subjective too (laughs) you know like we part of what i sell again so hopefully or part of my selling proposition is which hopefully no none of my competitors are listening to this this tidbit but uh you know if you if you got the same project or the same brief and you passed it to you know 10 agencies or 10 you know other vendors you'd get 10 different prices you'd get you know presumably a big range of prices you'd get 10 different processes 10 different timelines like all that sort of stuff you know if you if you wipe all that away like who do you want to deal with you know uh, to me the sales process is very indicative of what the engagement is going to be like once there's an exchange of money you know if you're <laughs> if you're a shithead during prospecting and not following up and not being proactive and not being helpful, yeah, what makes you think that that's going to change, you know, once you're paying for it? That's um, a good point. So no, I think it's- a dating metaphor no, too, right? <laughs> yeah, 100%. And that just, that's you know, th- this just reiterates that or kind of hits that home that yeah. during this process, yeah, like the people you're close with, you know, they're probably picking up the phone and like, if you don't answer, leaving a voicemail, like, hey, is there anything- you know, just want to make sure your job was safe. Like, yeah. if, if not, is there anything I can do to help before right. it's like, Hey, about that, uh, those white papers we were going to create for you. Like, what you think? Still right. to
0: it, yeah. It just see, it seems disingenuous. Like, you know, there's like this pandemic going on, right? Like, and you're asking me about white papers, but maybe you still need white papers. It's more about like, how can I help? You yeah, know, if you genuinely want to.
1: Yeah. It's also leadership too. Like I still understand, yeah. like people have jobs and they've yep. got to do what, for the somewhat what they're being told, you know, so like if an, you know, I've seen a lot of like SDRs being berated on LinkedIn for like still, you know, sending in mails and just like getting to the point and like sending their normal cadence and stuff like that, which I don't think is their fault. They're, they're trying to keep their job and then hit metrics and numbers and stuff like that that have been provided to them by leadership. To me, it's more tone deaf on that end of not, um, you know, changing with the times.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you that that trust is huge. I mean, I've been writing down keywords and some of the things you said here along the way, and I've got expectations are in big letter, assumptions are in big letter, trust building and care, and you know you mentioned that that ninety percent relationship, ten percent work. Um, These are all like, and this is I'm so glad you're here, right? Because these these are the insights that we marketing we're focused on. Oftentimes we're we're not like focused on a single area. We're kind of like zoomed out. To see yeah. the whole process, and there's a value in marketing for doing that, but sales can be very much zoomed in on the relationship on that, that closing portion of that part, and it's important to understand and for marketers to zoom in every now and then so they get a sense for what's that very important part that sales is doing at the very end of this thing. How can I assist with that? And it and it can be true that relationship is key. There's this Zig Ziglar um, quote, and I think it's something effective. Like if people. Um, like you, they'll listen to you. But if people trust you, they'll buy from you. They'll do business with you. Right. So liking you. All right. Let's chat. You're a pleasant fellow, but like, I trust you. You actually care. Like you're showing me with your actions. You're showing me with your words that I can trust you and that you're into this for me, not just for yourself. You're, you know, you're not just a car salesman, but you're like, Hey, I, I get it. You know how how can I help? You still need that thing. All the things you're saying, all those words. I think that conveys trust. And so sometimes we can't even, you know, describe it. What you do is you get on the phone with people, and they're like, "I trust this guy. Like I don't know what it is about him. I don't know what he's saying, but I trust him."
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And and don't get me wrong. Like you can't do if if you do horrific work. You know, eventually the thing will end, and people are going to get pissed off. To me, like. in that same vein like delivering on time and delivering what you're supposed to on time like people are and rightly so like if you're you know if you're a vendor and this goes back to every word you just said as well you know if you're a vendor and you tell someone i'm sending you you know a homepage design by wednesday at five o'clock yeah wednesday at 501 something is triggered inside of them to not trust you you even 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 if you send it at 502 in my opinion it's it's something switches well they still sent it but it wasn't exactly like why didn't they is what I think and I'm the exact same way you know with with my team as well like if you if you I would rather you tell me if I need something you know again sales and marketing I think you know at least for me like I butt just from like a timeliness thing of like yeah you know this sale like I need these things right now and I would rather somebody tell me, Danny, it's going to be a week than tell me it's going to be three days yeah. if they're going to miss the deadline. Because the, the, the flame of anger inside of me, of me expecting and changing my process and probably letting a client know, like, oh, you're getting this Wednesday, all goes up in smoke. I would much rather somebody tell me, meet somebody tell me hey, Danny, it's going to be a week so I can pass the client. Hey, you know, things are a little weird right now. We've had to restructure some stuff with what's going on. Like, it's going to take a little longer. It's going to be a week, but we'll definitely have it to you, you know, next week by such and such date and time.
0: Right. Right. You know, the, there's something about that, like keep, the keeping your promises. Um, it's like your word, right? You've yeah. said this will happen. So you need to deliver on that. And I think that's so huge. Have you heard of the four agreements? I think so. Don Miguel Ruiz. Um no, maybe I not. Think so. Jesse. Someone had told me about this and it's a cool it's a short little book called The Four Agreements and they're in, be impeccable with your word, don't take anything personally, don't make assumptions, and always do your best. Hmm. sounds like what we're talking about here on this podcast. All those things. My
1: Don Miguel Ruiz right now?
0: Uh, are you maybe you've come back, Don? Don Ruiz, Don Miguel, how are you sir? Like welcome yeah. to the podcast.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I agree with, with all of them. And for me too, like, you know, I'm, I'm selling a service that somebody else is doing like another team member. So like I'm not personally doing the design or the development of a website say, so yeah. my word also has to be backed up by their word. So like having clear expectations and not assuming anything with my team as well has been, you know, a big thing too, over the years, you know, at the beginning, you know, oftentimes it's like, oh, can we just do this thing like really fast and having to come to terms with, yeah, like, you know, if you do that a hundred times, like nobody has any time in the day for, right? you know, what they were planning on doing. So yeah, I mean, being transparent with clients as well as internally of what you guys can do and timing and all that sort of stuff, which is why, you know, I lean heavily on like our creative director at our company.
0: Yeah. And, and I, I think what you're talking about too, this is, this is cool because, there's things you're aware of, and then there's things you can control. And yeah. what you're making sure happens is you're being impeccable with your word, with what you can control, right? Yeah. Like you have a creative director, and you you trust that person who probably delivers on their word. They got a, yeah. They've got their area they can control. What you can control is that relationship and the conversations you're having pre-sale, setting expectations, the things you can do. If you're going to say, I'm going to send you a link to that webinar tomorrow, like by tomorrow, it'll happen. I'm gonna send you that SOW today, it'll happen. You are only able to control what you can control. Yeah. And so, dot, 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 marketers listening to this, hey, what can you control? You can't control the salespeople, you can't force them to call. Um, but, like, what can you control? As a marketer, you know that if people are signing up for the webinar, you can control that they're gonna get a confirmation email. We were just talking about this the other day. You and like, or if you promise them in an email that when they click on that, they go to the landing page or the webinar. Yeah. Whatever you promise them, or in that ad, whatever you've said you're going to give them, you actually give them. Like, you're being impeccable with their word. And I think it starts there.
1: Yeah, no, and I can't think of what that other quote is, but it's like it takes a, a lifetime to gain trust and a second to lose it or something oh, like wow. that. With I completely agree with. Like, one, you know one tiny slip up has the chance or the opportunity to ruin months and months of hard work to to gain trust and and rightly so you know if, if uh if the the right thing is messed up to you know a, a significant degree then yeah i can't blame people for you know doing what they think is right
0: yeah no i looked it up I googled it we don't have like a live producer like Joe Rogan
1: oh, does. But um, what do you mean? Get, you can't just throw it to the left or something hey, like hey, that. Hey, uh, Jamie. Jamie
0: or... I know, yeah. Hey, Jamie. Look that up for me. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah. It takes uh, trust takes years to build, seconds to break, and forever to repair. Right. Love that. That's a good call. You know, something happened to me. Um, probably a year ago now. But I still like to rant about it. Um, I um, saw uh, like an ad on. I think it was on. Might have been on Facebook, and it was like ai plus marketing automation get this like white paper Hear all about what what the latest is you know me right marketing automation that's my bag so i'm like i see they go oh yeah and then ai there's so much myth around it right now that i'm like i really want to know how does ai tie into marketing automation so i click on the thing you know we sometimes i'll just do this to kind of see what where it goes to but in this case i really did want to add to my brain to understand a little bit more how these things might intersect. And so I go to the landing page, filling out their little stupid form. I don't remember the form much at all because what I wanted was that content. So I filled it out. I knew that they were going to, you know, get my information. I'm okay with that. It's a barter. They give me the white paper and I'm like, all right, let's get this. Let's make this happen. I download it. I yeah. pull it up. It's designed beautifully at the top, the header, they, someone had a designer and I get to it and it's junk. It's fluff. There's nothing in it. It's like they hired a content writer in Antarctica. Sorry, Antarctica. I don't know, man. It was just. It was so bad. Are you, are you
1: sure I'm not from Antarctica? You didn't ask that. I before. know. I could have. Uh, did I offend you? Uh, I'm deeply offended now. I got like so.
0: the entire uh, the entire continent listens to this podcast, and now they're all just gonna they're all gonna change. Those they're are those
1: to, are my people.
0: They're gonna listen. To, I love marketing instead. You know, but like, I would. I just. I don't remember the specifics other than like what they had promised. Right. With their word as a marketer, with their in the ad was great, the pictures were great, everything was designed super well, but when I got this white paper, I could tell and I was like, okay, I'm not learning anything. I don't know if anyone else is learning anything. I'm not just being like picky, it's just like it was, my expectations were destroyed. Like it didn't even, So I was pissed. I immediately unsubscribed. I might have wrote them a reply.
1: Feels like, good. It feels good to unsubscribe, doesn't it? Doesn't I, feel it? Like that's, I feel like that's <laughs> like the, the this 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 day and age's like version of like corporate breakup.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't call take, me.
1: Take me off your email list. Yeah. Don't call yeah, me. Bro. Immediately.
0: I'm out of this thing. Um, yeah. So I unsubscribed. Probably wrote a wrote back saying like how mad I was, like a sentence, just like I'm disappointed in this paper, whatever. But you know what happened the next day? A sales rep called me.
1: <laughs> Did he give it, you a good sales pitch?
0: Had no idea that I was pissed uh, that I unsubscribed or any of those things. It was he's like, like
1: you love us, right? Yeah. And he was like, "Hey,
0: um, have you heard of uh, this company?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I've heard of this company. I mean, this is like when we talk about like
1: you're like welcome to my podcast." Yeah. We, hey, hold on. <laughs> let me
0: hit record real quick. You're live on the air. Um, yeah. But you know when we talk about like don't mess with COVID in this time, people will remember. Like I will rem- I will remember that you are the company that like that like scammed me and got me to fill yeah. out that thing with some clickbait and then delivered nothing. And I was like, dude, honestly, that was the worst paper I've ever seen <clears throat> in my life. And I really, because of that, I don't trust you guys. I don't want to talk to you. I'm sorry. It's nothing on you. I was nice yeah. to him. Cause like, it's not him, but I just, it was like, I'm sorry, man. Marketing put a bad taste in my mouth with that yeah. white paper.
1: That just made me think though, that kind of just proves the point from like the very beginning that how difficult marketing you know yeah. like how many and how many different expectations there are like you're you're in it you're in the business you know maybe the paper sucked but maybe there was 20 other people who knew nothing about sure you know automation who said oh this is incredible like i just learned a ton hey you know? this,
0: that's so true right i might not have been there talking about right and, this, but uh, and
1: with, with that like yeah you know you that's why I say like when I'm talking to especially from like a media standpoint of like, you know, ads and clicks and stuff like that. And I turn it back to like prospect a lot of the time. I'm like, you know, when we're talking through something, I'm like, yeah, like just think about yourself, like how difficult, you know, a relatively internet savvy person, like, you know, I'm not clicking on something unless I'm pretty interested, you know, right. like in what it is. Um I you know, we're inundated with ads and stuff like that, but you gotta really do something like impactful to get me to click yeah. and then you got to do something again like you got to deliver another message that keeps me on the page and then you yeah. probably want me to like leave an email or you know do something else like it's really hard and you're marketing to me you're marketing to you like you know people of all different education level you know on that topic so yeah like marketing i i say that to people all the time like marketing's hard <laughs> like you know yeah.
0: I love the devil's advocate, you know, rather than just going with me on the fact that uh, this company's terrible. You're like, well, Casey,
1: they, they, maybe don't get me you're wrong. not
0: the guy. You know,
1: it was it, probably it was possible. shit. I, I yeah, trust it's, you. It. No, it it's totally stopped.
0: possible that I was just being like, you know, like – super genius casey at the moment being like i didn't learn a single thing here
1: um i I try to take myself out of it you know yeah i try to take myself out of it when i'm thinking of it like if i (laughs) if i look at something and i think it sucks i'm like is that because like we do this or like does this actually suck you know right right and it's hard like i you know it's like you're in the matrix you're like wait does that suck like do i suck did i you know do (laughs) i know you know it's it's so marketing is just so subjective. Like you can know everything about your, you know, your ICP and who you're supposed to market to and stuff. Other people are going to get through, you know, too. Um, You know, and you want to put forth like a good message to them. It's just a lot, you know?
0: Yeah. You know, it's true. I, I think I have experienced that. Maybe I'm just more critical of marketing because, hey, I'm a marketer and hold ourselves to high standards. But like I'll see an ad, you know, like Super Bowl ads, right? We know, people spend millions of dollars on them and not all of them are good
1: yeah or
0: they were targeted to those people right like i i know there's you know there's ads that target certain demographics watching at certain times and if you're like oh that was terrible you know maybe there's like nine million people that loved it
1: yeah no i agree i think not, it was uh, for you i think gary Vee's company did what was it the planters ad this year that everybody hated he got like reamed on tv for and stuff really? like that. really tell me
0: about it i didn't hear about that
1: i not i don't, I don't want to misspeak on it. i think the whole yeah, shit was you can
0: misspeak like, <laughs> that's half, half of the show is all about. i'll just it's
1: lie just that's how I'll we not build not trust too. here um <laughs> no i saw i'm <laughs> pretty sure it was the mr planters ad it was done by vayner media um, oh the baby nut did he do that i'm pretty sure
0: oh I, yeah plan, baby nut was i saw one it was like kind of terrible but cute i guess you're like Baby? and
1: i think it got, i think it got overall like really bad reviews and i whatever interview i saw with him he was like you know basically like fuck you guys <laughs> like let's, uh, let's wait, let's, what wait he does, man. let's wait a couple months and see like what the numbers are before you tell me this commercial sucked and that's part of honestly like <laughs> i agree again to go back to like not the work necessarily more the relationship like yeah. at the end of the day if i'm talking to a client and there and i use this all the time like you know when you're talking about like the nuances of like creative stuff like that like oh uh, like should this yeah. be green should this be blue and oftentimes I'll take a step back and be like look man like if I told you you could sell more and there was like a picture of like an elephant smoking a cigarette like do you really care like what you know this is like you want to drive traffic and action like let's try a bunch of these things like, mm-hmm. let's not get hung up on like this one color oh, or, point. or font yeah. or something like that like at the end of the day do you really care like you care about the end game the end result like you don't want to present your bat your brand in a negative light yeah and you know for for some brands that's excluded i think like if you're like coke or you're mercedes or something like that like an iconic you know world worldly everybody in the world knows your brand like yeah like some rules don't apply but for 98 percent, you know you should be trying a lot of stuff and yeah i don't think you should get hung up on little things like that
0: yeah yeah it's a good point right do you want it to be successful or do you want it to look good? Sometimes yeah. you can have both, so, but like if you were going to air in one direction or not, which way would you go? It's like the goal. Have yeah. the goal in mind. How many leads do you want to have? What do you want yeah. to have come in? Yeah, it makes sense. You know, I, I looked it up. The baby nut was during the the, the super last Super Bowl. Yeah, makes sense because I didn't watch it because my Patriots weren't in it. And I'm a giant, probably not watching have, it this year either.
1: I have nothing to live for as a giant fan. So
0: I, you want to. Couple, didn't you? I mean, you beat us. I
1: think we did. I try to my, phase uh, that out of my mind, though. My can I shout out my dad right now? My dad yeah. actually told me like two days ago. He's like, "Yeah, I rewatched the Giants Patriots Super Bowl." I was uh, like, "Oh my god, we're we're doing reruns of Super uh, Bowl this is bad."
0: That's true. Well, see now, I can't I can't stand reruns of anything with Tom Brady. It's too soon, too painful. Like seeing him in a Buccaneers outfit. Oh, good, yeah, that's photoshopped be,
1: I'm That's like, gonna oh, be weird.
0: God, so weird. No. I want I want Belichick to pull some magic out of his sleeve. Pull some like here? 97th draft pick. <laughs> just be like, we're gonna we're gonna do this, boys. Do your job. Come sure. on, man. We still have him. When you know when Belichick retires from football. I'm going to switch sports. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm out. I'm going somewhere else.
1: Well, baseball is coming back. Hopefully, it sounds maybe. like. Maybe. Do you hurt. think
0: the season will even be on? I heard that maybe it's not even, they have to adjust it. Or no. Something.
1: So as of, uh, like, la- they've been working on it for weeks. Like, they're working with literally, like, the World Health Organization yeah. um, to, like, vet out these solutions. But they're saying, like, mid-May, we could see games.
0: C games would they have anyone in the stands though
1: no nah, no one in the stands and then like, oh, sick. essential personnel is uh um, have you played baseball i have grew up playing baseball and soccer what,
0: what would it I, I guess did you have people in your stand i was more of a soccer guy but like did you have people in the stands when you were playing
1: yeah parents family i don't, yeah, I don't think were like, coming when i was like 10 years old but uh yeah
0: but, like do you lose some of that glitter when there's like no one there you know, like, I think it's
1: difficult to get up as a player for does like does
0: this even matter? I mean, oh. you're still making millions of dollars, hopefully, but yeah,
1: I think it still matters because they still want a title, and I you know the yeah. expectation of like winning still, but yeah, yeah, I mean it's tough. like you know we were talking – my one of my good friends coaches college basketball, and like he was like, yeah, like we don't know how to like hype our team up uh, to come yeah. out to like the tunnel with no one yelling and screaming right.
0: <laughs> Right. Or like you hit a home run and it's the quietest home run you've ever hit. And you know, you got like millions of people watching on Facebook live and you see all the pl- the thumbs up signs go flying. You're like, that's the, mu- that's as much as
1: you get. You just get I imagine th- thumbs it's up super line. eerie to be in like a professional stadium that holds, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 seats. Oh, and there's yeah. like 50 people in the stands. You like- feel like
0: a practice almost.
1: Probably. Or a scrimmage. I'll take anything at this point. Honestly, I need Would a you? yeah I'll, I'll, I, a lot i was t- to watch the uh i think there was like an nba they're, they're organizing like an nba 2k playstation tournament with nba players or something that i was oh, wow. like ready to watch
0: you know what they could do they could put the athletes in like full mop gear which is like the military you know chemical weapons gear put them in level four mop gear Perfect. which is like a Sweat sauna, you know. What's
1: the what's the dexterity on that though? Can they Uh, swing a bat? Doesn't even matter.
0: But everyone will be equal. They're all in it. Of course, you're right. They'll probably rip these suits with their giant. They'll have to have duct tape crews on the sidelines that patch them up.
1: Seriously,
0: you can have full contact if you're in mop gear. You know, face mask can't breathe.
1: You're. I Um, thought you were a marketer. You're. You're a visionary.
0: I. Well, thank you. Thank you. I see you've recognized fellow visionary. I was recognized what's going on here. Yeah. Right. So, Hey, who are you, man? How did you become this, uh, this marketing salesperson, salesperson, marketing, amazing intersection?
1: No clue. Take us back back in time. Yeah. I was born in New York. Uh, grew up there, lived there till I was about nine years old. And then my dad's company got relocated and moved down to, uh, the suburbs of Atlanta. So Mets or Yankees? Oh god, Yankees. I'd Ugh. be I'd be I'd be disowned.
0: So you would be disowned if if you... I if I
1: like the Mets, I'm saying.
0: Oh right. Yeah. Now, yeah. go down to Atlanta but it doesn't mean you switched to the Braves cuz you got like Yeah.
1: I mean I I guess I've become like a prox. I've always rooted for the Braves because I want the Yankees to play them in the World Series. Um, well, root 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 for the home, for the home team. team. There you go. Yeah. Um, got we're finishing each other's sentences now. But uh <laughs> wait, Mets. wait,
0: we're finishing each Finishing each other's
1: sandwiches. There you go. Um, do you know that
0: movie? I don't. Frozen.
1: Oh, yeah. I haven't seen all of Frozen. Yeah. So well, is, you, this, you, is this interview over? Do you have kids? I don't have kids. No well, kids. Well, see,
0: if you have kids, you have watched it like nine times and you quote it. But you have it, so I don't blame you. Hey, you know what? I
1: got it. nothing to do the next like 30 nights in a row, so I'll put Frozen on. You I'll should. Report back. And you
0: can sing along to it, right? I plan no on one it. else in there? Okay. So yeah. you're at Georgia, New York, Georgia. How old were you?
1: It's like 10 years old, right before third grade. Is that tough? yeah it was Curry. weird big big yeah. culture shock, also oh, growing yeah. up, growing up with the last name Weiner was a little more normal in New York, so coming down right. to uh, Georgia, that was a bit of a, a bit of a shock, but uh well, at least
0: say it different like Weiner, so you're not even sure if they're
1: everybody it. defaults to Weiner because they don't want to say it like you ah. people, back 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 when house phones were a thing, you know they'd call me like, "Hi, can we speak to uh, Mr. Weiner?"' I'd be like it's uh let me just get my dad.
0: Well, if you say it the other way and you're wrong, then
1: yeah, okay, yeah so yeah, then
0: yeah,
1: but no Georgia you was cool. people always yeah i i used to not now i do Cause it's <laughs> funny to see people's reactions when i'm like no it's it's we-. or when they because a lot of people will be like danny whoa like they don't want to go either way and i finish. i'm like it's wiener you can-
0: danny Dan- J- Danny, Danny. just drop the last name yeah. um okay it's a you like you're just owning it right you're owning yeah. it and you're like actually it's wiener sir i mean what was i like growing up with that as a last name was that crazy or did you just like own it and
1: I owned it. It was. It was never really like people were like, "Oh, did you always get bullied?" I was like, "No." Like it was honestly. I, I say to this day, like I probably wouldn't know half the people I know if my name wasn't Wiener. Because when you were a kid, people thought it was funny. And you'd Yeah, be like, oh, right. Are you that Wiener kid? Ah, uh, that's cool. Yeah, as opposed, yeah. it's like your name was dumbass or something. No. You know? So no, yeah. I mean that's still what my lifelong friends call me. But no. Uh, <laughs> right, of course, here. of course. Yeah. Ended so, up uh yeah, playing Georgia. a bunch, ton- yeah, playing a bunch of sports growing up. Nice. Uh, a lot of baseball, a lot of soccer. Ended up doing college at Clemson in South Carolina. Go Tigers. Okay. Uh, was, Heard a
0: lot about those guys. I hear those games. Are, and who's the rival with Clemson?
1: South Carolina. Oh. Got it. We don't like those guys. But, yeah, Clemson was amazing. Can't say enough. You ever enough. punched uh,
0: anyone from that school?
1: I have not. I've never been that type of fan. I mean, there's honestly okay. been stories of, like, people, like, killing each other after <laughs> the games. <laughs> oh, I was, I, I was more of the opinion of, like, well, let's get drunk and have fun, so. Um, that was more my brand in college but yeah awesome both roommates had lake houses around the corner which was awesome so really good four years of my life
0: and you went to school for it was like communications
1: yeah and what was the thought
0: just like hey let's pick a major because i mean at what point are you figuring out what you want to do in life
1: no clue that's actually funny i can still vividly remember like sitting in the orientation like before you went to you know college like i guess like the month or two prior and you know they're talking through like majors and stuff and like you know how if you don't know what you want to do like what you should do and the 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 line from like the president was like oh if you don't know what you want to do like you should become a communications major because communications majors can do anything like if you're good at writing or if you're good at speaking i'm like oh sounds just like me perfect and I can still vividly remember getting like questions after college when I interviewed like all right well we see you're a communications major like what what can you do I'm like Uh, I got no clue they told me I could do anything like what do you mean (laughs) so I mean I guess
0: that's true he did they did set you set you right I mean that is if you can do that stuff that works I've also heard like that's like the easy major um, it,
1: was, it, it was for me, honestly. I've always found writing to be relic- – writing has always come naturally to me. Yeah. And the majority of work as a communications major was long-form writing and the tests as well. So okay. yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. I've never been the best, like, multiple-choice test taker, but I sure. can write about my point of view very easily. So okay. to that end, like, yeah, if you can bring up a point and defend it, like, you probably get an A um, right. if you defend it well. So, yeah, I found it to be – for me at least relatively easy but i can't say that for everybody else yeah and, you it, know, it I, play, I, play right, to my strongs
0: right here i am saying easy but like if it's your if it's your jam like and i say that too because like i was calm as well i was computer science and calm right because i was a little bit of this a little bit of that and um but you're right like if, if you like writing then that can really play into your your skills and, and what's fun so yeah um, okay so you do that but you get out in the real world and they're like, what? What, what skills do you have?
1: Well, I, gradu- I graduated in 2008 during the recession, so...
0: Oh, damn. What was that like? Sucked.
1: No, yeah. no one was hiring. And did you work one- in, like,
0: Chick-fil-A down there in Georgia?
1: I moved back in with my parents for, like, a year, I want to sure. say, while I was looking for, like, normal normal jobs. I worked at a UPS store, actually. No ki- Like, do you wear the brown uniform and stuff? I think we wore it wasn't like a full-on brown, I think I wore like okay. a brown, a brown UPS polo, yeah, shout out, shout out UPS right now, but, um, yeah, do you, geez. do you do like overlays of this, where we like throw the UPS Heroes. logo up in this, or, uh, yeah, but we might want to try that, <laughs> I, I was gonna say, you can shout out my dad and UPS, but, uh, no, did that while I was looking for, you know, what I consider normal jobs, and just didn't have luck, um, started doing like a little bit of freelance work that I would find online for like writing and, Social media was still, like, in its infancy, and people didn't really know what to do with it. Um, I had put my resume... Kind of still
0: don't, do they?
1: No, I think they know a lot more, <laughs> but I think a lot of times people don't know, like, what they should do with social media. But, um, yeah, I put my resume on, like, every what I considered cool job board, you know, yeah. back, back when I graduated, and I actually got, like, a super random so random that myself as well as my parents thought it was like a scam someone trying to steal my money um the very little money i had back then after college probably like 20 bucks but uh from facebook uh asking if i wanted to interview for a contract role Uh, it was an absurd process. It was, uh, I had to go through like multiple rounds of like this, like live, um, live sessions of operating Facebook, basically. Like they would ask me questions like, well, how would you do this? Like all around their ad platform. Um, and I had to like figure it out like while we did it and stuff like that. And I actually got the job, which was kind of like my first foray into social media and marketing. And once once Facebook was on my resume, even though it was, you know, a short contract gig, like everything I applied for was in the social media. Day.
0: So it was like the mothership. Actually, you were a contractor for them.
1: It wow. was the mothership. Yeah. worked from home, uh, yeah. large, largely involved with, uh, stuffing envelopes, but yeah, I got to work on their, uh, self-serve ad platform actually back in, it, this was like 2009. So. Jeez. Yeah.
0: But I hear you, right. You, you slapped that puppy on the resume. And people were like, oh teach us teach us the way i don't understand this the facebook.com please help yeah. us out with it
1: yeah that's cool yeah and that pointed me in the direction um so like my first you know relatively normal gig was uh at an automotive retailer uh started their social media department so i was creating and managing social profiles for like 80 to 90 uh car dealerships across the country Jeez. yeah
0: car dealerships
1: yeah, definitely an interesting space for uh for marketing.
0: I mean, yeah, it's cutthroat, right? I mean, you have to really show up. I mean
1: Cutthroat, old everyone's school, selling cars. Very, Commoditized, really. Yeah, it's very driven by price. So yeah. you know, price and experience. And you rarely you know, think about yourself. Like I've I've had both positive and negative car experiences. Even the positive ones I expect. I don't really want to tell anyone. I'm like, Oh, like yeah, they should be decent human beings you know yeah, um, well, the trouble it, with haggling is that like
0: no one actually wins you know so you always feel like you're in this adversarial
1: it's still just such an i can't believe it honestly i got a new car um when was that? last summer and it's still such an antiquated process it is yeah i got one um,
0: more recent like february or something and you're right it's painful for me actually. It's
1: I it, you know, I knew exactly what I wanted, I knew exactly what I wanted to pay, I told them this and it was still like a full hour process and they still do the thing where they walk over with like mm-hmm. a piece of paper and write the price and I'm like, No. Nah. Like they're like, Well, how about this? I'm like, Still no. Nah. Um, you know, working in the automotive world I learned some of the tricks and the trades of like what they're gonna do and you know, for all the people out there, <laughs> hold strong if what you're offering is uh realistic. But um, yeah, after the automotive retail, I wasn't really happy in that space. Um, this kind of leads to how I ended up doing what I'm doing now. I, uh, the, the brightest spot of my my day while working there was eating at a sandwich shop right around the corner called Rising Roll Gourmet. Ate there basically every single day. And uh, I looked on their Facebook page one day and noticed they didn't really have a presence. Cold emailed the COO. He invited me to lunch like two or three days later and told me to put together a contract, which I actually obviously knew very little about yeah, right they're like the scope <laughs> give me
0: money i do things
1: i'm not kidding that's really what it was <laughs> if i remember correctly it was like basically written in crayon on like a piece of paper, yeah. paper like you will pay me this and like i will do social media signed whatever. in mayonnaise <laughs> pretty much and they were my first client um wow. and and i got where a where's this restaurant
0: clients. at or this uh, sandwich shop
1: there there's probably if i remember correctly now there's probably like 10 to 15 around the country um Wait, but it called again rising roll Gour- rising roll gourmet they're in nice. atlanta um they're based in atlanta as far as i remember where in atlanta isn't atlanta a gigantic city atlanta is where are they There, the one i used to eat at was off sugarloaf parkway um okay. in uh the burbs in Suwanee, but i don't know if that's even there anymore all
0: right
1: but yeah well, if I i'm ever a- in that area i
0: need to check it out because it sounds like this place is legit you're eating there now eating there every day of necessity or just like this was like great sandwich or something
1: great sandwiches i consider myself a sandwich connoisseur they do uh they do the sandwich right favorite
0: sandwich from that place what do you recommend
1: Grilled grilled chicken panini
0: These are the important things. The details. That's of what this I'm journey. Saying. I thought this.
1: Happen. I thought this whole thing was going to be about sandwiches. I feel. I feel uh, shame Oh, it
0: is. No, that was the pre-show. Didn't record <laughs> any of that. This is <laughs> right. now. We're going to get into the sandwich. Time. You
1: didn't. You didn't even tape any of that. Okay. No, we didn't. No,
0: yeah. live from, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. from Miami. The sandwich show. Wouldn't that be interesting? A sandwich show. <laughs> <laughs> do
1: you think? Might, I would. You know I'm your first be, guest. If you do. It'd it. be
0: hilarious. I would have like triple the listeners just talking about sandwiches, and I'd be like no people don't listen to this show you shouldn't yeah. listen Ugh. um people just want to hear about it but you know it's like watching a food show on on youtube it's cool until it starts making you really hungry and you're like never.
1: yeah mind. that's how i feel about like diners drive-ins and dogs
0: yeah yeah like i just recently found this guy. He's like fisherman life or something he goes and he catches like fish straight from the, the, off the coast of california or something yeah and like cuts it up and grills it right there you know shoreside, and, and has lunch just had some fish tacos Last and I was like, "Damn, I, I gotta, I gotta unsubscribe from this guy. Or at least, just not see that your next, That's
1: your next podcast.
0: Yeah, a fish podcast. I know nothing about it, people. But we're gonna eat good food. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah, man. So, so all this stuff is happening, and and, and now you're doing your thing. Like, here's a question: If you could go back in time in a time machine, which I may or may not have in Nashville, New Hampshire, huh? um, and go back and advise yourself, maybe you know beginning of your career you just got out of college what would you tell yourself you've been you've done a lot of things you've seen a lot of things any kind of advice you would give yourself
1: um say just have as many experiences as possible and don't turn your nose to to anything just being being more open probably like I think I've come into my own a lot more over the last probably five six years, something like that, where i <laughs> I would say I, I care less about what you know what people think or like what is perceived as long as I think I'm going in the right direction for myself um, yeah. you know a lot of people might not have taken that u p s uh store experience yeah. they thought it was beneath them, and I don't really remember like what I thought about it at the time. I probably hated it. Um, probably. <laughs> Currently, now though, like thinking back to some of that stuff and like dealing with customers and people, like yeah, probably without me knowing it, set me up for success in future situations. So totally. yeah, I would just I would just be saying, say openness to anything. People should be talking to as many people as possible. And the biggest right. thing I tell myself is probably just because I felt like I missed. An opportunity to start earlier is start building your network if you haven't already from day one as early. How as do possible. we do that?
0: I, I, it's so critical, but how, how do you practically do that?
1: you it, it's two ways. You, you've got you can't fake it. You know, like we talked about earlier, like yeah. you have to you have to want to grow your network and be willing to help with getting nothing in return. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, if you go in saying like I want to network with this person or get to know this person because they could become a client, that can be your end game. But yeah. you, you can't you can't force that. Um, I'm not saying go you know talk to a thousand uh, you know random random people. But right. in your field, like if you're in marketing and you want to talk to VPs of marketing, be realistic. You're not gonna you know they, they've got hundred vendors hitting them yeah. up daily probably and That's you're true. not you, you know they they don't know you so you have to get to know them so yeah let's say networking events um and just putting yourself out there more like one thing i haven't done a ton of that i've been playing around with is you know instagram live or just video on linkedin you know yeah. little tidbits and stuff and it's it's a weird thing putting yourself out there it um is but you, you have to. And that I think is where like the, the cream rises to the top with a lot of, you know, people and success, personal branding is bigger than ever. And I wish I had started years before I had.
0: Start that sooner. That's a good call. Do you know BombBomb? Uh, bomb bomb? Have you heard of that? I don't think It's so. like a video app. You should check Uh-oh. it out. Literally the word bomb twice.com. I don't know where that name came from. I think I should know where that name came from, but um, I was time. chatting with uh, Ethan Butte from bomb bomb. He's their evangelist. And you basically you should check this out because you can send these emails you hit a little button and just record like a 10 second video or like a minute video to send along with people they can see you they can trust you more especially these days um but i had ask them the same questions i'm like if i send a video to people are they gonna think i'm stupid like are they gonna think i'm an idiot
1: we um, have uh our, our document yeah. signing uh software that we use uh has a feature where when you send it you can record like a you know, a live video of you being like, really? hey, here's, in here's the it. document signing. So we send it, you know, I upload the PDF and then yeah. I, you know, put who I want to send it to. And yeah, I like can, I can write a note or I can send a video with it. So when they get the email, I think it would be in the email of like, Hey, here's, here's your document, please yeah. sign. And I can't decide like what I would, if it's an opportunity to be like funny or, you know, I don't, I don't know what I would say. Like, Hey, just wanted to let you know, like, here's your, here's your proposal, even though it yeah. says it's your proposal. Um, but yeah, we've played around with that. We just haven't done it yet.
0: Huh. Um, I I like it. And I, I think it goes to your point, like build trust sooner than later. Right. Don't wait yeah. on your network. Don't wait for your network to when you need it. Like your, I love you said earlier, like, Help people out. Be there to meet people. Pick the right people, but then help, try to help them. How can I help you? Can't be about you. Can't, same thing in your social game, right? You can't just, hey, every, the world must retweet me. Like, no one really? cares. To your very first point you made at the very beginning, no one gives a shit. So you got to yeah. go out there and care about other people. I think there's a lot of people trying to get your attention, but there's not a lot of people um, you know, who are trying to give attention. So give attention to people. Make them yeah. feel good help them out. I agree. Yeah, I like it, man. Um, so you know what, what's up? You, you, you have any time for fun these days? I mean, we're kind of all quarantined. What do you do when you're not crushing your, your sales and marketing game? I'm
1: trying to keep busy and keep myself, uh, mentally and, and physically sane. Um, during these times, my, my day is, uh, trying to work out as much as possible, yeah. cooking, cooking a good bit. Um, started some netflix shows trying to not have the tv on during the day and have you done that tiger king thing i have i have done i have done the tiger king thing.
0: have you i'm a laggard right so i, I kind of am behind the the, the populist curve and sometimes i reject the curve outright uh, like the new kids on the block i never watched
1: them. i never watched game of thrones what so, yeah okay that's say. an outrage <laughs> i couldn't get Seriously? into it i don't know it's bizarre
0: you, did you watch like one you're like not nah, cool it was just i watched
1: second. at the beginning i watched like okay. one or two episodes and then it was this i need to probably start i was the same with lost and then lost yeah. is like the greatest show of all time see so.
0: that's how i was like um i got married and i hadn't seen lost they were on i think they were on they were filming their final season when I my wife and i were like way.
1: maybe you too I watched before. I never watched it, and then I started before the last season.
0: Yeah, like like it was like, oh, it's ending. We're like, should yeah. we check this out? Like, I don't know. Is this – and people think it's cool, the best. We're like, let's watch. We're like, oh, shit, it's actually really good.
1: Next like, thing you know, a polar bear is running through the running like, through the, uh, the woods.
0: And, and you're like, oh, it's a mystical island. That happens, you yeah. know. It's funny we didn't reject that. We're like, you can't have a polar bear in an island because we saw it happen. It must have happened, you know
1: yeah no tiger tiger king is uh absurd it's uh worth worth the watch very what
0: what would you rate that if you had to grade that and are you recommending that i watch
1: that yeah 100 percent. i give it a it depends (laughs) on what you're into i like absurd absurd stuff and the characters on this show are like they're so absurd they have to be made up but they're real apparently so
0: they're real because it's documentary apparently right
1: yeah they are um he's who i want to be for halloween so that tells you something. Uh, really
0: yeah see i was thinking of being the coronavirus for halloween i don't know if that's too soon or
1: not i think you have to put too soon on it like so that there's like a disclaimer oh if if so good
0: there. like a hi my name is too soon yeah. i thought i would be dressed as a bug drinking corona
1: i hope we're able to celebrate halloween this year you know what that yeah. would be
0: great I, it'd be a great celebration to be able to celebrate about it if we're yeah. still being wacky by Halloween. It, it, I won't be doing that costume
1: my birthday's my birthday's the end of July I'm hoping I get to I don't know see really? uh, see a friend or family member uh yeah.
0: what what day
1: July 20th
0: 20th okay interesting keep that in mind I'm um I'm supposed to be going to Tanzania on the 27th
1: oh boy of July
0: I climbed Kilimanjaro but like are you really yeah
1: has it been canceled yet
0: well no no nah. they haven't canceled it but i don't know like i don't know if,
1: when were you gonna tell that fun fact you're just casually climbing kilimanjaro uh,
0: yeah hey what's up humble brag <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah seriously
0: well i haven't climbed it yet <laughs> um but yeah but now my training's a little off too i went out with a backpack and had like 30 pounds in it just to get get some training on but yeah man like i don't know july might be too soon you know yeah um I, and i'm not worried per se but like i don't want to freak the family out and i don't want to have it like wonder come if the,
1: I wonder what the travel will be like by then, too. Yeah.
0: I mean, I could just cancel the flight. Delta's cool with it. But, like, I don't know. I mean, is that irresponsible or is that, like, you know, like socially irresponsible? Like, you know, the world is kind of struggling with a challenge and you're just going to go fly off to Tanzania? Or is that, like, don't let the virus win. Keep on with your life. You know, support local business. I don't know.
1: I don't know either I think cold? that I think that answer today will be much different from when you get closer yeah to uh to your trip to make that you who knows Agreed. maybe you want to make the trip. maybe they'll just tell you, yeah, it's completely fine, but I don't know.
0: yeah, that'd be great that'd be great. but not that like the day they say everything's fine and everyone come out of your houses, I think I'll wait for day two. You I know? was talking to my friend yesterday,
1: Good. I was like I was like, How does this end? Is there like a big bell and then they like stagger it <laughs> based on like your last name? Or seriously, I really thought about that. Like, you that's know, if you're A, a through G, like you're allowed outside, you know, yeah. everybody else wait a week. I don't know. How do
0: you end it? And then my thought was like the social pressures are already there where people hate on people. They have no idea who they are or why they're out, but you're like, oh, oh, that's disgusting. They had a party the other day. Mm-hmm maybe yeah. it's good pressure i don't know but i could see the even though they've said you can all leave i can see social pressure people being like yeah but you could stay in your home for like another week and save more people's lives like when yeah. when do you when do you ever leave if you're going to save lives the longer you stay isolated you just never leave
1: i agree no. with a lot of the social pressure only because i want this to end as quickly as possible and Agreed. Like if, if
0: i uh, agree if, if everybody totally.
1: acting like a maniac for uh, a shorter period of time does that then i think that's the socially responsible so,
0: i love that yeah but, yeah hit it hard go crazy but then get back to everything quickly so yeah. jobs are good families are good people are still healthy we just need the medical we just need to flatten that curve but like it's funny because you don't really hear too much about where the curve's at now nah, you see some charts i don't know there's a lot yeah, of I read, fear I read, and yes. uncertainty
1: i read from 538 uh nate silver who i trust uh, oh yeah With my data uh yesterday or the other day they put up an interesting article about just how difficult it is to model and predict this type of stuff because the data is so bad currently and it's all over the place they just don't have you know you're making assumptions and extrapolations based on raw uh stuff that you don't even know because they're you know if tests were more readily available but I don't know. Hopefully, uh, I don't know as few sicknesses and deaths as possible, and we get back to relative normalcy as soon as possible.
0: I was seeing like June and July from some of the studies I've seen. To your point, no one really knows, but it'd be helpful to have a have a thing. But yeah, yeah. if we can, if we can, you know, knock it out, that'd be fantastic. Get back. Yeah, to, you need your you birthday, go. man.
1: You, know? you need you need Kilimanjaro.
0: I do. I really do. Uh, do you know they actually speak? Uh, you know all the all the names from Lion King are like and even that, that Akuna matata that's a real song they sing they actually sing that is it yeah the guides sing that it doesn't wow. sound the same it sounds a little different but they actually sing a song called Akuna matata wow that's what you think it means no worries learn,
1: some, learn something new every day yeah this, is, this has been the most enlightening part of this uh, uh this right? process.
0: <laughs> it is for everyone else too they they just fast forward through all the knowledge so, let's get to the fun part where. yeah where, just get to where the, where the end credits out yeah get start get some feedback yeah can you please just not teach us any more marketing we just want yeah. to, we just want to hang out like oh cool but no i think it's i think it's fun because that way you feel like you've learned something accomplished something but also can just relax too at the end yeah um, but yeah hey feedback people casey at cheshire com. hit me up casey at cheshire impact.com um yeah you know for the Nine million people listening to this right now. So, hey, man, where can people, speaking of my email address, where can people connect with you? Throw some links, some social platforms out. Where do you want people to hit you up?
1: I would say LinkedIn is usually a good spot. Uh, Daniel Wiener. And then, you know, if somebody wants to email me, uh, Danny, D-A-N-N-Y at vehiclemedia.com. Nice. Nice. And so you do you have the Twitter been, too? Yeah, Twitter,
0: Twitter
1: I, don't, I, don't, I, I consume Twitter. I don't, uh, I don't post a lot anymore. I've been doing, you know, I'm on, a, I've got a message board over there. Day 23, every morning I post a uh, Corona or quarantine relevant song, lyric song uh, on Instagram. Uh, oh, no shit. That's Daniel cool. Weiner. So feel free That's to go cool. check that out as well for some feel good. Bro, your Twitter
0: is locked. What are you doing?
1: stop tweeting
0: oh oh so you lock it so people don't know you stop tweeting
1: basically yeah, that's yeah.
0: actually <laughs> smart okay i take it back that's actually smart that way people aren't like oh look at you but still though like the lock twitter's supposed I, to be public and open
1: i doubled down on linkedin i post a ton of content that, you
0: know honestly that's smart though i mean linkedin is where
1: professionals are at. twitter honestly I, I i think twitter is the greatest social network there is uh yeah. the pure the purest form of social media and the smartest wittiest where i get most of my news to this day so uh
0: is that sarcasm like no you know? i
1: get a majority of my news from Twitter. Really. Yeah so you, I thought,
0: you, you are a consumer. You're not just like, you're not just, ho- you consume yeah. from Twitter. I,
1: okay, I broke, I feel like I broke the news of Kobe Bryant dying to a majority of people I knew based on the first, I, I was lucky to log on at the right time. And I saw a tweet that like they're reporting that from TMZ It was posted like six seconds ago and yeah. it still wasn't online or anything like that um which goes to show you because i remember like calling two of my friends and they were like i'm googling it like nothing is coming up i was like dude i'm telling you like tmz is like an actual reputable news source like you don't mess with that and yeah huh
0: yeah i know the trending things do kind of highlight like what what's going on right now before it happens um it's crazy it's crazy like that oh that's funny we're just laughing like uh Zoom, zoom made it all the way through and uh, then froze up a little bit on us. I'm not sure if it's the Wi-Fi or Zoom, but God bless them for keeping their networks running. This kind of is keeping me sane, at least, in my basement.
1: Keeping keeping my social life up as well.
0: I'm sure, right? Have you done any of those things where you're, uh, like, drinking up or cheers people
1: yeah i've done you some know. uh happy hours with friends and then yeah. i'm on the board for uh ama down here atlanta interactive marketing association we've got uh sick we've got one this thursday i think it is so oh yeah.
0: nice yeah i gotta get looped in on more of that um i ended up uh, meeting up with someone last night um uh off of slack i was like hey you want to hop on zoom just like pour your drink and hop on zoom and a couple people from uh one of the communities i'm in on slack was like yeah why not nice. you know just kind of Good to,
1: good to see some faces and hear uh, some yeah. voices versus uh texting and all that
0: right there's still something better about in person but it it's it's, it's better than nothing right it's better than just a phone call
1: yeah i agree so well hey man this
0: has been cool this has been really cool i've been having fun here thank you so much for coming on here
1: yeah i appreciate you having me
0: um for those listening if you learned something and i know you did because i got a page and a half of notes over here i'm A lot of things, you know, expectations, assumptions, trust, care, a lot of things going on over here. If you learn something, share this episode with someone else. Be a thought leader to one person, two, 94, 28, you know, 1,004 people. Like, give the information to them. Put them on LinkedIn. Share, hey, but not just put it on LinkedIn. Share your takeaway from it. That way you're adding your color, your flavor to it, and you're getting it out there. Um, And, yeah. Man, this has been great, too. Thanks again for coming on here.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. Stay safe.
0: All right, guys. Well, hey, this has been the Hardcore Marketing Show. We will catch you all next time. All right. A big thank you to today's sponsors. Cheshire Impact, helping marketers and sales win, maximizing the use of Pardot and Salesforce. And a big thank you to Qualified.com, the number one live chat and chat bot platform for Salesforce and Pardot. Remember the giveaway, if you have Salesforce Pardot and you want a free copy of my book, Marketing Automation Unleashed, then you go over to qualified.com, engage in a chat, do a demo, and tell them that Casey sent you, and that book will be on its way to your door. All right, we'll see you all in the next one.